Hey, Devils fans, make sure to sign up for the RWJ Barnabas Health Running with the Devils Virtual 5K, where 100% of the proceeds from the event will benefit RWJ Barnabas Health's Emergency Response Fund. Those who register and run the 5K via the RunGo app between October 1st and October 25th and submit their best time are entered for a chance to receive prizes. Visit NewJerseyDevils.com slash 5K to register. Hi again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin, along with Amanda C. Stein. Welcome to the latest installment of Speak of the Devils. And Amanda, for me, the start of this season, the 2020-21 season, began with the draft. Lindy Ruff's hiring, Mark Recchi's hiring, the interim tag taken away from Tom Fitzgerald, all were important. But because the league had not yet crowned a champion, I consider that last season. So I'm excited to kick off this season with the draft. I'm right there with you. I totally feel that this is the start to the new year. And here we are. We don't have to talk about next season. We are in the season right now. Of course, we don't know when it's going to officially start, but you have new things to talk about preparing for what's coming next. It's really awesome. It was considered to be a very deep, talented draft and that's a good time to have three picks in the first round isn't it (laughs) no kidding I mean yeah I mean right we've talked about it many times on the podcast is that's what we've heard for the last couple of months the draft was supposed to be in June so we had all these extra months to talk about how deep the draft is but on top of that the prospects that make the draft so deep have also had time to you know bulk up improve themselves get so many more months especially at that age so I almost feel like it allowed players who maybe weren't up there yet to make the draft even deeper because they've had these last couple of months well the last pick in the first round by the Devils came at number 20 and that was Shakir Muhammadulin, the defenseman who plays for uh, Ufa and Paul Castron said while he didn't and Paul is the Uh, vice president uh, and the head of amateur scouting. And he said, while it didn't push him much farther up the list, they had him on the list, but it did give the devil scouts a chance to see him play a little bit more. And he took advantage of a COVID situation on his team to elevate his play. The pick I think surprised a lot of people, but Paul Castron thinks if he fills out his body, he can be a dominant player. And that's the term that stood out to me, dominant player at that position. I mean, he's already a big guy, right? So you do talk, you know, they're 18 year olds. So no matter, you know, if you have these couple of months leading up to an October draft, just imagine where they'll be in a couple months from now. And you mentioned the COVID situation, and that's really vitally important because I talked to um, a couple of friends who do cover the KHL and I asked them like, who, who is this guy? Because I had never heard of him. He wasn't kind of on any radar for me. And she told me, she's like, He is a guy who has stepped up to the plate on one of the best teams in the KHL because their team has been so decimated by the COVID pandemic. Um, He's had no other choice but to take on a top pairing role and has managed to embrace it and be successful so far. The other two picks that the Devils had in the first round came at position seven and position 18. And those two players also see their teams in action this year. One overseas, and that would be Alexander Holtz, who plays in Sweden. One in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and that would be the 18th overall selection, Dawson Mercer. We had a chance to spend some time recently with both of those guys, and we'll kick things off on the guy who was selected 18th overall, playing for Shikutami. 
Dawson, as we record our podcast, it's two days after you were selected in the first round, 18th overall by the New Jersey Devils. Still running on a bit of a high, or are you starting to come down to earth a little bit? Well, it was an amazing moment, so for sure I'm, I'm still enjoying it, but I'm back to the realistic life right now with practice and workout in school again and uh, basically getting back to the, the basics of keep on getting better every day and day. So uh, in the future, I can be wearing a New Jersey Devil jersey, not just uh, for the draft. So that's the plan right now, but it uh, for sure uh, I'm still trying to get back to everyone, say thank you, you know, reach out to everyone that contacted me. So I'm still uh, you know, going to make sure I'm enjoying this uh, unreal moment. Well, that attitude of working hard will take you a long way, and hopefully someday soon we do see you in a New Jersey Devils sweater. Uh, what is a normal day like for you? You said you got back to normal. What's it like? Yeah, so I'm back. Uh, the league's all started up. I'm in Shikutami uh, at my billet house, and uh, basically every morning we wake up and we, we have practice before. The guys in uh, CJEP, they'll go to school. My school's in the afternoon, so I'll wake up, uh, go to practice. Usually we'll have a workout later on, or if it's skills practice, we'll do all the hockey stuff in the morning first, and uh, after that I'll, I'll grab some lunch, uh, usually bring it from the billets, leftovers from the night before to get some you know good food, and then I'll... Uh, head up to school, do my schooling online. I'm in university right now. So I'll, uh, and then I'll head home and, uh, you know, back with my Billa family and enjoy the, enjoy the night with them. And if I have any like schoolwork to catch up, watch some video clips of my games, uh, I'll just, you know, call my parents. It's a, a pretty uh, unique cycle, but I enjoy it. What was that first practice like after being drafted when you saw your teammates for the first time? Well, honestly, my, my teammates were there at the rink because oh, when great. I, yeah. So when I, when I got drafted, they're all there. Like we had our own separate boots of, uh, uh, you know, the, the staff was there and then my family and then the teammates and everyone. So when I got drafted, they're all there and they're pretty excited and pumped for me. I was going back and forth trying to do interviews, uh, be with my family, be with my teammates. And, uh, basically when we got back on the ice today, they took a moment to congratulate, uh, me and my teammates, the three of us that got drafted. So it was pretty, uh, uh, fun moment basically just back at the practice and then right after the congratulations it was pretty much back to work it was no more uh thinking like you're you know a little bit taking it easy or something it was right back to the hard practice just because we got two games coming up again the weekend I know we'll probably talk about your mom and dad a little bit and just your family because we know how important that structure is to anyone who gets to the level that you are. But you've mentioned your Billet family a couple times. I know that um, you. this is not your first year living with them, I don't think, or maybe that was a couple years. Anyhow, who are your Billet family and how important is it to have you know a good Billet family? Yeah, I think the billets are a really big impact, especially in the juniors because you're first time away from home and uh, basically they – they take you in as one of their own and it's a pretty unique, good feeling. I, I live with uh, Denny Gauthier uh, who played in the NHL when I was in Drummondville and I was there for two and a half years in their house. Now I'm here with uh, Dan and Emily here and she could and they have two kids also. I, I enjoy having it like a family setting. So when I was in Drummondville, they had three children. Uh, right now I have two and I just feel like when I get back from the rink, you're done your hockey or your school work, you get that uh, home feeling of just like, if it was almost your own family. So I, I really enjoy having them around to uh, make it feel like home. What was that like billeting with Denis Gauthier, who obviously played in the NHL? And if I'm not mistaken, your brother is currently billeting with the Gauthier family, right? He, he's not billeting with them, but he's 
in Drummondville with the team. Now it's a 16. Gotcha. He just made the team, but he's in a different billet. But uh, there's some plays with team. Jenny's involved with the team. So he's still very close with them. And uh, they've always said, if we ever needed anything, let them know. So they're, uh, it's pretty exciting that I played there and he's there as a 16 now, but I was really looking forward, hopefully uh, to play against my brother this year. But with the, the pandemic, the league is divided up into conferences and I, I don't get to play him until hopefully maybe playoffs. So I'll, uh, I'll keep the window open. Hopefully I can play against my brother this season. Under other circumstances, you also might've played with him because you were with Drummondville, as you mentioned, until you got traded to Shikutami. What's that like for a young man to be settled in? First off, you're away from home. You're settling in with a billet family. You're accustomed to the circumstances. And now you come back from the world juniors and you're told, by the way, you're going to another team. Yeah, well, it's uh, pretty much in the, the life of the junior hockey, trying to uh, win the cup also. I think it's a big thing. I like to be a winner. So that's the the goal this season, again, is to try to capture the trophy. So it's uh, I've gotten pretty used to moving around a little bit. Like I, I always lived in Bay Roberts, my hometown in Newfoundland. And then I before I came to the queue, I moved to Sherbrooke, Quebec. And I played school hockey there for a season. And then I ended up moving to Drummondville, built life for two and a half years with uh, Denny Gauthier and them. And like you said, I, I then was over in the World Juniors, came back, got traded to Shikumi up here now. So I've uh, I've been in a couple different cities for my hockey career, but I've uh, I've been really enjoying it. I think you learn a lot and it matures you as an individual and uh, as a player and a person. So I'm sure it's all, I'm taking the benefits out of it pretty uh, pretty good. I think that's one of the things that, you know, people really like about you. I had a chance to catch up with one of the owners of the Shikurumi Sagnea, which is uh, Mark Denis, who is a former NHL player, but also an analyst for RDS and a good friend of mine. And I asked him, I said, you know, why did you guys go out and get a player like Dawson Mercer? And he said, because we knew we were able to go for it. We had positioned ourselves as a team that were ready to go for it. And he felt like a, the type of fit for us, not just on the ice, but also off the ice. And I remember in our conversation two days ago, you mentioned how important it is for you to be that model off the ice. Is that not correct? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, really important. Last year when the they're coming down, we knew Shikumi was a good contender and uh, the trade ended up going through to them. And it basically, uh, I, I came up here and it was a pretty exciting moment because I, I wanted to try to win the trophy last year with uh, Shikumi and I felt we had a real good group and uh, I felt I really fit into the puzzle good on and off the ice. Like you said, I, I was an 18-year-old last year and I felt I brought the leadership on the ice and off the ice and uh, and a big bonus is that I'm back this year for them. I, I wasn't just there for the half a year trying to win the cup, but I'm back this season again and we're going to try to continue that path and uh, I'm looking to just bring everything that I brought last year but take it up a step more. You know, character is something that you hear from Tom Fitzgerald, from anyone involved with the New Jersey Devils. And you mentioned how you were with uh, Shakutami for half a year before this year started, but you were also named as one of the leadership members of this team just about 10 days ago. What does that mean when you're only there for half a year, but here the team is saying you're one of our leaders with a letter? Yeah, for sure. I take a lot of pride in wearing that. Uh, I think it's uh, a... Leader, there's leaders all over the room with and without letters. And I think uh, having the pride to wear it and be one of those that can step up, push the guys on the ice, but also off the ice and just make sure you're uh, you're there for the younger guys and the older ones. And I think uh, you'll learn a lot. I've, I've had some good captains and assistants in the past, and I think you can take as much in as you can just so when the time comes and I'm ready for it, that, I can do the best I can. And I think uh, 
basically I try to take everything in it so I can, uh, you know, be the best when it's my turn to step up to the role. And that's what I, I tried to do last season. Same thing with this year again. And uh, I feel like it's been working pretty good. So let's get to know a little bit more about you and your background. You mentioned Bay Roberts, Newfoundland. There's been less than 30 players from Newfoundland in the National Hockey League. The Devils have had a few, Michael Ryder, uh, Darren Langdon, and Ryan Klo. Uh, the point is not necessarily getting here, but let's go back. So <laughs> what's it like in Bay Roberts? Tell us a little bit about growing up in that town. Yeah, it's not too big of uh, a community, obviously. Uh, we got everything we need there. I've, uh, I love going back to visit. I love my childhood there. Uh, I'm really family oriented. Like I do a lot with my family, not just including like my brother, sister and my parents. It's like my cousins, my uh, aunts and uncles. Like we do a lot of stuff together. When I go home and visit them, that's the people I like to surround myself with my old friends, my buddies. And basically I do a lot of stuff that I like growing up. I think when I, I go home, I like going on the dirt bike. I like going skidooing, snowboarding, uh, going fishing. I, I enjoy the outdoors a lot. Uh, and I work all that in around my, uh, my off season training of, you know, my, uh, working out my, uh, on ice time, everything that I need to do to, you know, help my career in the future. I like to add in that nice refreshing feeling of just, uh, the good old outdoors home feeling. And I think it really helps just uh, the balance of the two. What's the biggest fish you ever caught? <laughs> uh, it would be a cod, a cod fish. I'm not really too sure how big it was, but uh, I remember probably it was, I would say four years ago. I haven't caught one as big since then, but it was a, it was a fair size. How long does it take to land a big cod? Um, not too long. I want to say it's kind of the technique of just reeling it up. And when you let the rod down, you reel as quick as you can to get them up because basically it's a nice feeling just, uh, like I said, to be out there on the water or something. If it's, uh, we're in the woods on the, on the side by side, like I said, uh, I just like to be outdoors, uh, spending it with the people I love. It's funny because fishing seems to be a popular topic on our podcast, you know, amongst a lot of the players anyways from New Jersey or with the New Jersey Devils, I should say. Are you a golfer? Because that seems to be the other topic that comes up a whole lot. Um, I'm not a real big golfer, honestly. I just, I, just go to, I just go to have fun with my buddies. I probably went about three times this summer when I was back home, but it's, uh, it's something a lot of people that I've, uh, they say you better get used to it because if you want to, you play if you play in the NHL. They tell me they're like you're gonna to have to go to the, all the golf tournaments, be like that, and it's like it's a big thing. And I'm like, uh, well, I guess I'll have to, you know, work towards that later on when I get there. So the first goal is to make it there as the hockey player first. <laughs> One of the things that you said is that you left Newfoundland or you left where you where you're from, and then you went to Quebec um, before you were in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. What went into that decision? Why did you have to do that? Yeah, well, I felt like being uh, being back home on the island, uh, you're not being looked at as much like the exposure, maybe the competition level also. And I felt uh, I felt I had a real good talent and I could be, you know, be one of those guys to get to, uh, you know, follow their career and their dream. And uh, basically when I, when I really clicked in that, if I move away, I think I would have a better chance at making it to the NHL, uh, you know, completing all my goals. And, uh, that kind of really made me say yes, that I'm going to leave away at, I was 14 at the time because of my late birthday. Uh, it was my 15 hockey season, but it was still yeah. pretty early. And uh, I basically went to Lennoxville, Quebec, which is BCS. It's a private school there. I, I went there because of my hockey, uh, my hockey skill, I would say. And I, it was a good schooling program also. And same thing with the hockey. And I felt it, uh, you know, just kept on improving me to make the jump to the junior levels, which I did the next season. 
What is that like leaving home at 14 years old? Because you're not just leaving home, you know, you're far from home. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a tough decision. But like I said, it was the, the right decision I felt to help me out in my in for my future. And I think just, you know, you, you're always going to have that connection of home. When I go home, I still have my same buddies, my family, everything. But if you look at the last four, four years, I'm on my fifth year away now. Uh, there's so much more that I've learned and gained and experienced. I think it's uh, just to really uh, enjoy those moments also. I got buddies from when I played in Bishop text me yet last time that I haven't seen in probably three years. But they've been texting me congratulations and everything. And I think just, uh, you know, all these different opportunities that I've been uh, given has been really uh, – you know, pretty cool experiences to uh, take in as a, a young person. Five years doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it's more than 25% of the time you spent on the planet. So uh, more than a quarter of your life has been spent away from home, which is, uh, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. I, I want to go back to Newfoundland because Perfect. I love talking to Ryan about <laughs> Perfect. it. Love, love talking to Darren when he was around about it and, and Michael Ryder. They come from different parts yep. of the island. Um, it's way out. It's the most Eastern part of Canada. Uh, as you mentioned, it's an Island. What, what is it like in Newfoundland? Because it is so remote and it takes so long. Uh, I mean, you could fly obviously, but I mean, it's, it's not the easiest place to get to necessarily. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I love going back to, I think it's, uh, I think they're really like kind and friendly people. First of all, I hear that a lot from people who, uh, meet them. And basically, like I said, it's, uh, uh, I just enjoy the lifestyle that I go there. It's uh, it's refreshing for me just to go back to my home. I'm sure it is for everyone else, but it's like that. Uh, I'm proud to be from there. Uh, like there's not too many hockey players that played away from it, and I think it's a pretty unique opportunity that I'm the only seventh one drafted in the first round of the NHL, and um, all these goals that I'm maybe you know the next one to be uh, looked up to, like guys like you mentioned uh, Chloe and then Danny Cleary only lived about 15 minutes from where I'm from where he grew up and I think just you know these guys are names that made it to the NHL from back home and uh, you know I'm happy to be hopefully the next one that I'm gonna do my best to be for the the young people back home now. Is Cleary the most famous or most popular Newfoundland player because of winning Stanley Cups? Yeah, well, he was pretty talented as like a player anyways. He had a, a good career Oh, there. yeah, 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 for in sure. In Detroit, and then I think the, the Stanley Cup really puts a, a pretty nice cherry <laughs> up. I think that's what every uh, hockey player sets out to go, and that's obviously what I want to do. I want to be the next one to bring the Stanley Cup back to Newfoundland. So I think uh, after, you know, that's always the big thing. If the if the, you never remember the who, who never won the Stanley Cup, you know, the team that got second, you always remember who brought it back home, and I think that's uh, – a pretty nice bonus that he got over everyone else. When he did bring it back, like, do you remember any of that? Like, or what type of emotions the community has? Cause it's not a huge community, but it just must be, you know, a whole province wide celebration. Yeah. Well, it's pretty big, like you said. Uh, and he only lived about 15 minutes from me. So I have one of my dad's friends lives down on the street where he's from. And because my dad's close to, he like played in the same organization as what Cleary grew up in, but my dad's mm -hmm. a couple of years older. And, uh, I was down there on my, my dad's friend's lawn where I, I was there this summer. Also, we go visit him. And uh, that's why I watched them, you know, the parade with mm -hmm. Cleary was bring the cup down through the road. And, uh, that's just a little vision that you can kind of imagine of how it felt. Uh, are mom and dad athletes? Is that yeah. where you get your athleticism? 
Yeah, well, my mom was big, obviously, playing all the sports in high school. And my dad, uh, he was a big hockey player, ball hockey player also, and then uh, softball. And I think he, uh, I get a lot of my my family in general, my brother and sister, they're also multi-sport athletes. Like, I like to play, uh, I played soccer growing up, swimming and ball hockey in the summer times. And, uh, but my dad, he had a tryout in the AHL back in the day with the, when the Leafs were in St. John's. So, uh I make sure I keep my ear open just uh, when I was growing up to have pointers uh, from him just to progress my career. Now you have the like official bragging rights because you're you're a first round draft pick, right? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I like uh, I'll keep it. Uh, I don't like to brag too much or nothing. I'm a pretty humble person. I feel, but you uh, seem like it. I'll, we'll uh, say it for you. I'll, I'll see how it goes. I'll uh, I never know. I'm hoping my my brother keeps on following my tracks and. Uh, Hopefully he can outdo me. It'll be good, but I'll be pushing to make sure I'll make it as tough as I can for him. And your brother, he's a goaltender. Am yeah. I getting that right? Yeah. So is he a goaltender because he had you as an older brother who put him in net so that you could shoot on him? Like, How did that go about? It never really worked out like that too much. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, there was always one person you kind of wanted to go in net, uh, but he, uh, he was a player growing up and then he... All of a sudden, he didn't want to be a player no more. He was like, I'm only going out there if I'm a goalie. And my parents were like, ooh, about the goalie side, not so sure. And they had no other choice. He made it pretty uh, pretty straightforward. He was being a goalie, and that's how it turned out to be for him. Well, we wish and, him the best. And I'm the forward. My brother's the goalie, and my sister's the defenseman. So we got all, oh, three, okay. we got all three of the positions all figured out. Nice. Uh, is she the youngest in the family? Yeah, she's the youngest, yeah. What's her future in the sport, do you think? Four, she's 14 now, so she's uh, she'll be home now when the hockey all starts up. She played uh, uh, girls, uh, boys AAA when she first came in the Pee Wee, and uh, she played the girls after when it came in the Bantam with the contact. But now this year, she's uh, she's not sure she might go back and play with the boys again this year. How she's uh, she's getting a bit older and stronger, so we'll uh, hopefully it looks good for her. Also, I'd be happy for her. Yeah, we wish her the very best of luck. Uh, as well. I want to go back to last year because you were, you, I mean, you wound up having a brilliant year, winning a gold medal with Canada in the World Juniors, but you weren't even invited to the evaluation camp, but you got off to such a great start with Drummondville, then you got the invite. How disappointed were you? And was that part of the spark, if you will, at the beginning of last year to prove some people wrong? Yeah, well, I think I came off a uh a pretty big season when I was 17. I scored, uh, I got, a, I had a good season there when we were, had a, a great team trying to go for the cup that year. And uh, I felt a lot of those returning guys were leaving and I wanted to come back, have a strong season, be the top guy in the team, uh, lead the way. And basically uh, during the summer, like you said, I never had the invite. And I felt uh, I was one of the players that could be in the mix and to make a push to be on that team. And I felt, uh, you know, the teams, it don't happen until Christmas time. It's been done in the past. And I, uh, I felt I had a real strong start in Drummondville. I earned my invite to the Canada Russia series. Had a great performance there, and I uh, got to the selection camp. Uh, made the team. Was over in Europe. Uh, unbelievable experience, and basically won the gold medal. Bring that back home. And like you said, I got traded, uh, and then I was at the top prospects game. Uh, flew over to Shikurumi. Uh, got my teeth knocked out, and then my, <laughs> my first my first game with my new team. And then uh, basically the pandemic all happened, and uh, I would have liked to see what could have happened in the playoffs. 
That is quite a run for just a couple of months. And I guess when you were with Team Canada, you were with who are now two members of the same prospect pool that you're in and Ty Smith and Kevin Ball. Did you get to know them at all? Yeah. Well, I think they're obviously the, the year above me. So uh, yeah. I, di- I didn't play like the hockey can, the events growing up with them because they're always the, the year up. So yeah. pretty cool uh, experience to be with them. They're both uh, had big roles on the team. Smitty was the leader and uh, Foot had a pretty nice performance over there. So it's good to have some familiar faces within the, the jerseys, uh, you know, prospect pool right now. So I'm happy to have those familiar faces. Also, you guys drafted Nico Da there also from uh, – mm-hmm this year and Kevin Ball is also there who was in the trade. So I think uh, having all those familiar faces is kind of a, a nice feeling just going to a, a new organization now starting up hopefully pretty soon. You're well surrounded. <laughs> and it speaks well for what the devil's future might be. So you had to serve a different role though with team Canada, didn't you? Yep. And how instrumental was that in your development? Do you think to not necessarily be the star, but having an important role nonetheless? Yeah, I think it's really important. Obviously, there's a, especially in those short tournament uh, circumstances, all different role players, uh, different jobs. And uh, I was really ready to take on any role they wanted to give me because the main goal is to want to win there, the, the gold medal. That's the, uh, you grow up watching that tournament uh, at Christmas time. And that's what, uh, that was the goal set from day one during that tournament. And uh, basically, I feel like I'm really that versatile player where I can play, I can be a skilled forward uh, on the PP, making offensive plays all the time, scoring goals, making uh, passes. But I also like having the responsibility, like in the D zone, taking draws on the PK, uh, a 200 foot player with a real like, you know, competitiveness in them. And I think that just rounds out my full game of, I can play on the wing, the the center position. And, uh, you know, it's the coach's call and whatever role they want to give me, it's the role I'm going to accept and uh, just keep on pushing to try to make my way up the lineup uh, day in, day out. Where's the gold medal? The gold medal is back home with the jersey uh, on, on the wall. <laughs> nice. So it's a pretty, uh, for sure, that's, uh, that's one that's going to be staying there hopefully for a while. Uh, time has run on. I'll, I'll ask a few more. And uh, of course, Amanda, if she has a few as well. But uh, so what lies ahead? You mentioned, uh, you know, you've got games this weekend. But beyond that, as, as you continue this season, what do you want to work on? Uh, you know, what it's such still a crazy world. Uh, you know, the Q has started. The O is now saying they'll come back, but only if there's no checking. And there's, you know, all sorts of speculations to might what ha- might happen there. So just specifically for you with Chikudami, what are you hoping to do and how do you want to grow your game? Yeah. So I, I always kind of go by the mindset of taking thing day by day and week by week. I like looking at the small perspective of it all, because I think if you do the little details, it all adds up in the long term, And that's kind of the mindset I've been going for the, these last couple of years. And uh, like I said, I want to try to, to win the trophy. This is my last year. And uh, I think, you know, whenever everything opens up, you know, get the New Jersey, try to, you know, have a good impact there. And the World Juniors comes up at Christmas time. And uh, I would like to have a bigger a bigger role, you know, make an impact and try to go back to back. That's the thing. And I, I think just trying to, uh, that was an unbelievable feeling. And it's something I would for sure want to be part of again this uh, Christmas season. And like you said, just try to, you know, get better day by day. I think that's the main thing because the, right now after the draft, it's just the beginning and there's a lot more work left to do to get where I want to be. And uh, basically I'm going to make sure I take it into the small perspective of everything. Well, there's not a ton of players who've won back-to-back gold medals and 
that's a wonderful goal. We wish you the very best in doing that. By the way, it's about five o'clock now, Eastern time as we record this. What time is it back home in Newfoundland? <laughs> I know uh, Amanda's laughing. She's Canadian. She gets it. Yeah. This is this. It, go ahead. What time is it? Hour and a half. So there's six thirty back home. All right, six thirty back. <laughs> like honestly, you're used to it. Everybody in Canada is used to it. You mm-hmm. go up to Canada, you watch a show, and they'll say Saturday on CBC, seven o'clock Eastern. You know, eight thirty, eight thirty Newfoundland time. How how did that half hour come about? No, like, why, come why not round it off? I get, I know it's as you move farther east, you you know, it, it's an hour, but a half hour, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, we're in. You grew up with it, but for me, I'm like, what time is it anyway? It's pretty. I'm a simple man, Dawson. I'm a simple man. It's normal for us. It's normal for us, right? It's pretty normal for me, and I, I I like it honestly. I think it's pretty unique. Uh, it comes up a lot. Sometimes people don't get it. They're like, like, why? Like it, you're half an hour different than the maritime provinces. Like, uh, and I think it's pretty cool though. We're, we're our own little time zone. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just another unique part about Newfoundland, but, uh, I've grown up with it. I find it pretty normal, but other people, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's a little question mark that don't really make much sense to them. <laughs> it's what I think makes that's like the, the perfect way to end this. <laughs> it is. It's what, it's what makes the world beautiful. Those, the differences that we celebrate. Uh, Dawson, the one thing that unites us all is hockey on this podcast. Congratulations on reaching this stage of your hockey career. There is much more to go, of course. You've acknowledged that, but we wish you the very best of luck, and we hope we can do this face-to-face uh, sometime in the near future. For sure. Me too. And I think there's a lot of bright, bright things in the future for Jersey fan, uh, the devil. So um, I'm happy to get things started, hopefully, in a call, uh, pretty soon. And I don't know. I'm pretty, uh, pretty blessed to be drafted by the New Jersey Devils. So I'm really happy about that. So having had a chance to look at some video of Dawson Mercer, he's an impressive player, knowing yeah. a little bit of his background and now seeing a little bit more video. But I was really impressed by his maturity. His mm-hmm. his answers belie his teenage status. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that is, you know, we talked to him about it. He left home at 14, 15 years old. That requires someone to, you're on your own. At, I mean, I couldn't even possibly imagine myself at that age learning how to, you know, be on my own like that. And I think that making that decision requires someone to step up to their own plate and, you know, mature quite fast. And, and uh, you're seeing that. No doubt about it. And he has his head on straight and he understands that this is just the beginning of the process, as does our next guest. He understands, too, that the journey has just begun playing in Sweden for Jur Gardens. He is Alexander Holtz. And everyone's excited about this pick. Everyone knew that the top 10, 12 players, phenomenal, almost guaranteed NHLers at some point in his career. And boy, can this guy score, huh? (laughs) Well, he's that sniper, right? Again, talking about a deep draft at the beginning of the show. um, When you heard about the best sniper in the draft, Alexander Holtz's name came out of just about everybody's mouth. So let's spend some time with the man on whom the Devils had their eye on for quite some time, selected him in the first round of the draft number seven overall as we go across the pond to Sweden. (laughs) But first, here's a message from Kyle Palmieri. There's one thing we do in Jersey, it's show up. Now it's time to make our presence felt again by punching our ballots. Visit PruceCenter.com slash vote and make sure you go vote. 
Alex, what was the best reaction you received either in terms of a text or a phone call or somebody from your team talking to you as reaction to being drafted number one by the Devils? <laughs> I think when, when I got to the locker room uh, the day after, uh, everyone was so happy for me. So that was a, a real good feeling and uh, yeah, uh, a beautiful moment. Was it easy to get to that locker room? Because I remember when we talked to you, the day, the night you were drafted, you said it was very early in the morning, but you were going to stay up for another one or two hours partying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I were here at home with some friends and family. So uh, I think I got some, got like uh, four hours of sleep that night. So, uh, but uh, you were just... Like you had a smile on your face and you were so pumped up. So it was not a problem to go to practice the day after. You knew that you were going to get drafted very high. I'm assuming you read all the reports. You knew where you stood in terms of the rest of your class. But was there still some nerves involved with that night and why? Yeah, of course. Uh, you didn't know that... Uh, and no team had like told you that they're gonna pick you, so you didn't have like that. You didn't like know who is gonna pick you, so you just standing there. But uh, what you are with your friends and family at home, it's also a little bit more nervous because uh, everyone's sitting there uh, expecting you to be picked. And uh, when when they called my name, it uh, was a so good feeling. You didn't have to wait that long, but I'm wondering what it was like. Everyone knew that Lafreniere would go first, and then. As it turns out, it was Byfield and Stutzla, but they might have flip-flopped. But at any rate, then after that, it became, all right, where is everybody going to go? So take us through when the fourth pick is made and it's Lucas Raymond. Everyone's waiting. Oh, like, was there a rise and fall in emotions? <laughs> no, uh, I had a kind of feeling that Lucas would go to Detroit. Uh, he's a so good player, so good for them. Uh, I think, uh, of course, myself, it was like... Uh, where it should land it between like, yeah, the four pick and maybe 13. So some, some, somewhere there between. So, uh, but uh, when the Devils came up and uh, they picked me, it was, uh, yeah, such a good feeling. What type of conversations did you have with the Devils leading up to your draft? I think I had uh, three or four meetings. So uh, uh, I had a good feeling, but uh, you didn't know exactly if they're going to pick your if they had some, some good meetings with other players also. But uh, I had a good feeling for, for myself. And uh, like I said before, when they, when they told, uh, when they speak up and uh, picked me, it was uh, an awesome feeling. How much of the New Jersey Devils do you know? I know a little. Uh, our captain and uh, my line mate, Jacob Joseson, played there for a long time. Uh, so he told me a lot. And he loves the city and everything about it. So... Uh, he always speak the good things about New Jersey, and uh, it's a yeah a good a good hockey team, uh, a good uh, a good history uh, behind everything. Uh, they have three cups, so uh, uh, it's time for wars. <laughs> and uh, they have a, yeah a lot of good prospects. So I I think the future is going to be very good. Do you know Jesper Bratt at all? Yeah, uh, I trained with him with the, in the summers, so uh, we knew each other. And has he reached out to you? Have you talked to him at all? Yeah, he has uh, contacted me, so that's been good. So what, what's going to happen for you now until we can see you? Obviously, you're going to complete your season in Sweden, but 
like, how do you work on your game while you're playing the games because the league is underway? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the work you put in every day. Uh, I have a lot of games here with Jurgården uh, this season. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, as fully prepared to for next season with the Devils and uh, try, to, try to make a spot for that team. And uh, like the, the work you put in every day, uh, I think that is the, the thing I will like, yeah, try to do. Yeah, this season. Yeah, because it's not an off season. Like if the yeah. draft held in June, <laughs> yeah. you have all summer to get in the weight room and, and do whatever skills, uh, challenges you need to face to improve your game. But you're actually in the midst of a season. It's just yeah. gone away. And so it's just a little different than normal. Yeah, exactly. When you read draft reports about yourself, or do you, by the way? Did you, did you read some of the draft reports? Yeah, yeah of course. What did, you, what, did, what, did you, what did you think about them? I mean, the positives, <laughs> thumbs up. But what did you think when they said, well, yeah, he can score, but this needs to be worked on? Was it, was it odd to read those reports? No, uh, I understand uh, some reports. But, of course, some, some things you, you read like, well, no, that, that isn't true. But, uh, of course, you have that, that in your mind. And you want to show everyone that uh, you can do those kind of things also. So, I think uh, I had a lot of feedback about my defensive game. And uh, yeah, this this season, uh, just about these four games we have played, uh, I played a lot and playing yeah every zone uh, gets face of in the defensive zone also. So uh, the coaches trusted me, and I think uh, I can show everyone that I can play in, in every zone. What what part? I'm sorry, Amanda. What part of the scouting report did you disagree with the most? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think that is that kind of key. Uh, my two hundred foot game. Uh, some reports that I read have like said that uh, it isn't good enough. But uh, I think uh, maybe last season I get a, didn't get the the chance to show everyone that uh, what I'm able of. But uh, I think this season I'm gonna I'm gonna show everyone. How are, are you enjoying? I mean, I know you said you've only played four games so far, um, but how are you enjoying like, you know, that top line role, like being able to now show people that, especially now that you're drafted, you don't have to think about <laughs> who's watching me, you know, like you don't have to think about that. You just have to concentrate on your game. Yeah. Uh, I think that is, it's yeah good when the, when the draft's over, uh, you just have like, you just can yellow rolling and no one is watching you uh, expect the devils, of course. Uh, <laughs> I want to do my best every game and uh, like now we have like more confidence because you just get drafted and I think yeah the thing's just rolling on. Your first game back you played I believe yesterday you scored a goal did that goal feel different just because you're in a new you know you're in a new place now in your life? (laughs) No I think it it felt like yeah every goal you score it was (laughs) such a good feeling Uh, of course uh, scored the first goal on the game and uh, and we did, and we had a win also. It was, yeah, a perfect game uh, after the things that uh, have happened. So um, I think uh, just continue with uh, like you uh, have like more confidence. Just yeah, play your game. Uh, yeah, lay your shoulders down and yeah, just play hockey. Who was the first person who put you on skates? <laughs> I think it was my father. Uh, when I was little, we had an uh, outdoor rink, like uh, three minutes walk distance. So uh, we were there a lot when I was younger, uh, me, my father, my older brother. So uh, yeah, my mom also, but uh, he was not, 
she was not on skates. Uh, she, she used to like make cinnamon buns and hot chocolate. So <laughs> I think it start from there. <laughs> and, and, you know, when we read scouting reports and we watch you play, one of the things we hear is that, you know, uh, you know, Alexander is one of the best snipers, if not the best sniper in this draft pool. When did you start working on your shot to the point where you're able to be so successful just about anywhere on the ice? When did you feel like you had that ability? Uh, I think uh, I score a lot of goals, like my entire career. Uh, yeah. I always love to score goals. So I think it's like, when I had some struggle, uh, I wanted to like score so much that I practiced so hard and like always had a kind of feeling that, you know, when you're coming on a breakaway, you know, you're going to score. Like you had that kind of confidence. So I think like everything comes from there, but when it didn't like, uh, when, it, when you don't score, it's like, you need to yeah get more practice. You need to get like more hard work. And I think like, yeah, everything comes from there. By the way, uh, Amanda, you may recall, I'm sure you do, we had Wayne Simmons on a podcast early in the season, and he talked about when he learned how to skate, his dad was off to the side with the hot chocolate as well. So (laughs) (laughs) Wayne uh, now no longer with the Devils, but uh, nonetheless, hot chocolate and learning how to skate and getting getting out on the rink uh, has a lot in common. Amanda, you should know, Alex, uh, when we did a draft show a pre-draft show said the devils would select you that was her choice she they, everyone was asked like who do you that think was my pick you were my pick. <laughs> and she said alexander holtz and in the course of saying why she mentioned the company that you keep for your age group in terms of scoring peter forsberg marcus naslin and you that's pretty elite company is any of your game copied after any of those two greats, or is there another player that you kind of said, I'd like to be like him someday? Of course, I like to be like, yeah, I watch Ovechkin a lot. Uh, I love how he scores goals. Uh, I love, I watch a lot of NHLers. Uh, when I was younger, I watched a lot of Matt Sandin, of course. He's a big Swede. Uh, you, were, you watch the mentality of Peter Forsberg, and uh, yeah, a lot of different things. But I don't know exactly if I have a player that I'm like um, look similar to. But uh, yeah, I love players that are very creative, and uh, yeah, of course, scoring goals. And when you talk about creative players, you know, in terms of the core that's with New Jersey right now, yourself included, there are some pretty talented centers. Are you excited about the possibility of being on the wing of either a Jack Hughes or a Nico Heeshear? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, both the role players are like first of all picks. Uh, so they're fantastic. Uh, I think you you can't describe how good they are. So, uh, <laughs> and they have an even better future. So I think that when you can have like that kind of chemistry within a line, it can be like fantastic. Alex, what do you do besides hockey to stay busy, to uh, stay occupied? <laughs> uh, I like uh, other sports also. Uh, so uh, I'm very interested in sports, like uh, yeah, different kind of sports. So I like to watch, yeah, watch on TV. Um, uh, we have something that's called paddle right now. Uh, it's very popular. It's from Spain. It's like uh, you play tennis, but you play in a, a cage of glasses. So uh, we play that sometimes. It's very fun. Uh, in the summers, I play a lot of golf also. Uh, so, yeah, I would say uh, I love to cook also. So that's some kind of things. 
All right. I was going to talk about golf because I love golf. But I, when you said you like to cook, what's what's a favorite meal when you're in the kitchen and you got to put something together? What do you like to, to cook? I love to do pasta. Uh, I think it tastes so good. And uh, yeah, you can you can make a lot of different things with it. Have what you, you ever made your mom's cinnamon buns? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> you leave those to her. <laughs> yeah, she's good at those things. When we're done here, we'll leave you our address. Maybe she can mail us some. And, uh, <laughs> we can heat them up and enjoy them. So what do you make with the pasta? Just some vegetables or chicken or some fish? Yeah, different things all the time. Sometimes it's chicken. Uh, I like to do it with like uh, prosciutto and uh, some parmigiano. Uh, sometimes you make it made a sauce with it. So like different different things all the time. What Good do you know you. about, you know, North American life or, you know, how, how often have you been to North America and what do you maybe look most forward to eventually being in Jersey? Uh, of course, I look yeah, forward for playing hockey in the USA, of yeah. course. Uh, I've been to in New York two times. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic city. And uh, yeah, yours as well. So um, I'm really looking forward for it. Uh, I yeah, don't really have uh, something that I can look at. That I think just, yeah, the future will tell. When it comes to eventually that, like, are you happy that there's someone like Jasper Bratt on the team who has gone through a similar situation and who speaks the same language and has all those same attributes? I mean, how good does that make you feel? And maybe how good does that make your parents feel, you know, to know <laughs> that there's someone there for you? Yeah, of course. I think that is very helpful uh, when you have, uh, yeah, of course, some Swedes on your team. And of course, Jesper that uh, I've talked talk with before and uh, had some connection with. I think that's very helpful. And uh, yeah, it's good for me. And I think my parents are, I think that's good too. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have a fellow countryman to help you get used to a new culture and, and, and a new league. Uh, How is Jacob Josephson doing, by the way? He's doing good. Uh, I love to play with him. Uh, I think he's the best center in the SHL right now. Uh, this, uh, the past season had some struggles with injuries. So, uh, of course, that was sad. But I think, yeah, this season is going to be good. Well, Devils fans can relate to that because he had some injury, shoulder yeah. injuries and what have you, while playing for, for New Jersey. So uh, please tell him uh, that we said hello because we yeah. loved him when, he, when he was on the club here and working with it. What, what a great guy. Last year you played, but different role and not as much time and et cetera, et cetera. How did last year help you get off to the start you've had this year? I think you like uh, imagine how how you need to like uh, yeah Mario gave game after yeah some kind of points uh, last year I played with like on the third line uh, didn't play so much play like twelve minutes a game and uh, yeah this season I played like on the first line uh, played seventeen minutes a game uh, first power play so it's so much different game and I think you have like that kind of feeling now that, uh, yeah, you're in a good position. And if you like, you do your things right. Uh, you're, you're like still in that kind of position. And, uh, when you start a season with that kind of feeling and uh, that kind of trust from your coaches, it uh, give you more confidence. And I think when you have more confidence, you get a better player also. Did you, did you ever lose some confidence last year because either 
lack of playing time, which is just understandable. You're, you're just a kid uh, playing in a, <laughs> you're in a men's league, but nonetheless, you had had success every level. And now, you know, because of playing against men, it wasn't what you had experienced previously. Was, were there times when your confidence was affected? Yeah, I think sometimes, uh, of course, uh, when you think you can do so good, but uh, you didn't get like that kind of chance fully, fully 100%. And uh, you didn't can you like, uh, yeah, show everyone what you what you can do. Uh, you get a little bit like frustrated, but I think that would be like, yeah, I think they want to like push me even more uh, to show everyone what, what I can do. Uh, of course, my coaches, firstly, so they can play me more. So. Uh, when I started this season, like you have that kind of feeling that, uh, yeah, I'm going to show them that I can play. And yeah, I think it's been good so far. How is the team doing this year so far? I know only a couple of games, but where are you guys kind of projected to be in the SHL? Uh, we are like uh, really don't project it in the top right now. Uh, I think we started with uh, two wins and two losses. I think okay. we can be a little, a little bit of an underdog. Uh we haven't like bought uh, some players like this summer, so uh, because of the Corona pandemic, and uh, but I, uh, we have some some really good junior players uh, that's coming up. Uh, I play with uh, my friend uh, right now, Willem Eklund. He's also born twenty two. So uh, no, I mean two thousand two. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're playing on uh, one line with Josephson. So uh, that's really good and. Uh, yeah, we have some yeah really yeah good younger players coming up, and uh, yeah everyone is very hungry. So I think it can be yeah we can be a little bit of an underdog. Well, we appreciate your time. Congratulations on being selected uh, seventh overall with the Devils' first pick, first of three in the first round. We're looking forward to seeing you in person, and have a great rest of the year, Alex. Thank you. We did get a chance to hear from Shakir Muhammadulin the night of the draft, but uh, his English is such, and I'm sure he speaks a little bit more than he, he let on, but it was done through a translator. At some point, we'll sit down with him and, and perhaps do a podcast as well. But I think when you look at the three the Devils selected in the first round, then you look at the depth, the depth that they had in this draft and the other players, mm-hmm. including, including Nico Dawes, a goalie that they selected, Devils came away with a really good haul and combine that with what they've done lately. We're we're more than on our way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you talk about, you know, the addition of Nico Dawes, not only that, it's just, they really sort of went across the board on the the positions. You know, it wasn't just like straight up a bunch of centers or wingers or whatnot. There's really this really nice balance of, of who they selected. And so, you know, the prospect pool, I think I've said this on many podcasts so far leading up to this. I've seen the prospect pool develop uh, exponentially in the three years that I've been with the club. So, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys really step up to the plate, which is, I guess, a term I use a little too much. But And then these other guys coming in and taking their spot. So um, things are looking up. You know, obviously last year was not an easy year for anyone. Um, a lot of ups and downs, but these are the types of rewards you get in the end, which is to help restock your cupboard and a little faster than other people. 
So we hope you enjoyed the time we spent with Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer. We'll wrap things up for this edition of Speak of the Devils. Thanks to our producer, Andrew McLean. Shout out to Pete Albeets, uh, who is the guru of all things within the Devils <laughs> organization, who helped arrange for us to speak with uh, both Dawson Mercer and with Alexander Holtz. For Amanda Stein, I'm Matt Laughlin. Thank you so much for your company. We do appreciate it. Until next time, be safe, be well, and the Matt.